Success in the New Retirement with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. And this is the Success in the New Retirement podcast with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. My name is Mark Owens, and it's all powered by Acute Wealth Advisors. All the information, you can find it at successinthenewretirement.com. So, you know, this time of uh, the year, the weather's kind of hit and miss, but it's nice outside. People outside get some exercise, spend a time it's with the family. It's been chilly. It's been like, this is one of the coldest Januaries I've ever, ever had. It seems like... You know, every morning I wake up and there's frost and you got to cover your plants. So I don't know. It's it's a unique year starting off here. Somebody said I saw a funny meme. It's like the weather lately is like the Powerball. It's 45 and then 72 and then 13. But, you know, I wanted to get to this last week because hopefully on the weekend get some exercise. And we've talked about it before here on Success in the New Retirement that one of the hottest sports overtaking the retirement communities is the sport of pickleball. Now, have you played this before, Matt Deaton? I have. And? I have played it. I like it. It's fun. Like The great thing about pickleball is just about anybody can pick up a racket and play. Where tennis, I don't know if you've ever gone out to the tennis court. It's mm-hmm. like you hit a shot, and unless you get some topspin, all of a sudden it's flying over the fence, and you're like, well, that was no fun. And, you know, so, but pickleball, I feel like everybody can kind of pick up a racket and play and have a, have a good time. So I think that's why it's, it's growing in popularity. And there are some communities. Plus, have you seen some of those, you see it on TV and some guys like those pros, they can like literally stand in one spot and never even move. Mm. So, so maybe people like it because they can play a sport and not have to move. I feel like I'm being active without having to break a sweat. (laughs) There are communities that are being built, not retirement communities, but actual communities. They're tearing down tennis courts to build more pickleball courts. That's how popular it's become. And not only is it popular in retirement communities, just in overall neighborhoods, but also in nudist communities as well. Apparently, naked pickleball is starting to see an uptick. And there is a, a, a nudist community, a village, I guess you could say, in Florida, where the owner said that it has become so popular that he's had to destroy all six of his tennis courts and multiple shuffleboard courts to build more pickleball because this nudist pickleball league has picked up so much steam. Well, I guess I guess uh, there is a, is a reason why maybe you're glad that there's not a whole lot of movement in uh, pickleball. So, you know, <laughs> you stay stationary. Hey, look, whatever keeps you active, whatever makes you happy in this nudist, I guess it gives the uh, new word to the meaning flop shot. Oh, boy. Sorry. It's too easy. You've been waiting all week. I've been that. sitting on that for a week now, and it <laughs> did not land. I didn't think it would. And it I want to see, no. see the scratch paper where you're like, uh, no, that, that joke won't work. Uh, let me try let this. Try this oh, yeah. Okay. Here, here, we got a top three right here. Okay, well, flop shot. So you just you left me hanging? <laughs> Nothing there either? No. All right. Well, hey, listen, the 10 o'clock show is a lot different than this show, so make sure you tip your service. 480-680-6868, success at the new retirement.com. All right, let's get to it because the Fed has posed a raised interest rates yet again, probably not for the last time. Analyst Eddie Gabor tells Fox Business that he's not really concerned about the Fed anymore. Look, too much attention's on the Fed. They've already done enough damage that what we are seeing is going to happen no matter what they do. The Fed will only cut rates when things get really, really bad. So if your thesis is the Fed is going to pivot, then you actually agree with us that things are going to get much, much worse from an economic and stock price standpoint. I don't see the Fed cutting rates this year. 2022 was rough on our portfolio. Matt Deaton, can we afford another year of no growth? Well, I think I think what we really have to be asking the question is, is how do we go into this new year, learn some lessons from last year, and what adjustments and changes are we making to avoid the same mistakes? So, Damon and I, we do not believe that we're out of the woods. Again, there, there's two scenarios playing out here. 
either the Fed continues to raise interest rates because the economy is still expanding, it's still growing, inflation is still going. Well, again, the stock market didn't like that last year, so they're not going to like it this year. As we just heard in the clip, the other scenario is that the Fed stops raising interest rates and potentially lowers that. Well, what that means is that you have headed into a recession and now the Fed is like trying to lower interest rates because they're trying to stimulate the economy because things have slowed down too much. So both scenarios don't play out very well for your short-term stock market. And so I think really what people need to be saying is, look, regardless of which way this goes, whether you know we have lowering interest rates or we have rising interest rates, it's not going to be pretty for what the stock market potentially could do. And so what Damon and I, we just sent out our quarterly update to our clients. We do a video. We kind of you know, take 20 minutes and explain what we're seeing, what we're doing. And what we're basically telling our clients is, look, right now is a time to be defensive. You're going to see times where the market's going to go up. But the question is, is can it sustain it? And right now with the data and the economic information and inflation and raising interest rates, uh, we're of the opinion and all of our, our indicators are saying that it's very unlikely that that can be a sustained rally, that more than likely there's some more pain ahead. And so our portfolios are very defensive. Again, in the month of December, when the market was down, you know, 5%, you know, you know the S&P was down 5.9%. Every one of our portfolios was positive that month because of the defensive strategies we had. Because again, right now we're saying it's smarter to be preserving your wealth and protecting what you have than trying to catch every little run in the market because we just don't think they're going to be sustained. So that being said, I do think that the latter half of the year, at some point you're going to get to a bottom where the market's going to kind of bottom out and you're going to have an opportunity to buy things at a much lower rate. You're going to have an opportunity to see some growth. You're going to see some pretty substantial recoveries. You know, last year bond markets were down 20 and 30%. So could you potentially move over even some of your portfolio into some bonds once interest rates level out and see a really nice return on something that you're not taking a crazy amount of risk? Yeah, I think there's opportunity. Opportunity. So again, I think it comes down to having a strategy and mm. I think that's what people are missing. I think too many people in 2022 were just like, okay, well, I'm just going to just hunker down. I'm just going to not make any changes. I haven't heard from my broker, so I'm just going to leave it or I'm not going to even look at my statements so I don't panic and freak out. I would tell people that the pain is not over. And so if you know, and you can look at that and you can hear what I'm saying and say, well, you know, that makes sense. If Matt's saying that if interest rates drop, that's not good news. If interest rates go up, that's not good news. Well, maybe I should be proactive in some steps that I take right now to protect what I have left so that I could be in a position to have more money to take advantage of when stocks are on sale and bonds are on sale and you can buy those and get some really good returns. So I think, I think there's some opportunity, but it's going to require action opportunities, opportunities. Maybe there are opportunities in your portfolio that maybe you have an advisor. They haven't noticed that. And then Matt, you said it just a couple of minutes ago when you said, Hey, we sit out a quarterly report to our clients. Well, maybe you have an advisor and you haven't heard from them in six weeks, eight weeks, two months, six months. I was talking to somebody recently. They said, I haven't heard from my advisor in almost two years. That is unacceptable. There's nothing wrong with getting a second opinion. Let's see what opportunities are available. Even if we continue in a down market, 480-680-6868. It's a complimentary Morningstar portfolio analysis from Damon Roberts, Matt Deaton, and the team at Acute Wealth Advisors. Let's customize a plan or let's make adjustments to your plan as needed. And again, if you have that 250000 saved for your retirement, that initial consultation, no cost, 
no obligation to you. 480-680-6868. We have a team member standing by right now to talk to you. And Matt, one of the conversations you may have is about the 60-40 model, 60% stocks, 40% bonds. And, you know, it's been pretty bad over the past year. Both stocks and bonds took a big hit. But Morningstar's Jason Kephart thinks the allocation is set to make a big comeback in 2023. And so if you have a medium-term time horizon, a 60-40 is a pretty solid balance between stocks and bonds that will get you pretty solid return profile. Profile that's not as risky as the stock market. And we really don't think bonds are going to have another year like they had. So I do think if you have a medium term time horizon, five to 10 years, 60 40 is a really good starting point. But you should definitely think about your risk tolerance. Matt Deaton, do you agree or is there something better? If you're a believer that, you know, the market kind of goes back to kind of what it normally does, that means bonds will at some point have a recovery. I don't know if that's just yet. Again, we've got to see interest rates stabilize. What I would say with all of this is I've read articles saying, oh, the 60 40 portfolio is dead. We shouldn't be doing that. I'm like, you had one year where you had bonds going down, the economy going down, you had the adjustment in the stock market and in the bond market. How can you say, I'm going to throw out a hundred years of data over one year? And so again, we're not a believer that you should bail on that. But that being said, again, it comes down to the proper adjustments. So if you were in long-term bonds all of 2022, you would have been down 20, 30%. I mean, the 20 year treasury note was down 31%. So again, that being said, you could have also moved your portfolio into short-term treasury. Short-term treasuries, you know, generate a little positive interest and and growth for the year. So again, there were safe places in the bond market that you could have slid over to to protect more of your wealth. And so the real question is, are you in a portfolio that's making those type of adjustments? Is your advisor doing that? Because if they're doing that, then you're preserving that wealth. You can take advantage of moving back in and writing that wave up. But I don't think you have to bail on your portfolio. I think you really have to just be looking at, is my portfolio reacting to the new information that the market is presenting me? And am I adjusting so that I can take advantage of that and be in a better position? We got about 60 seconds left. After a really rough 2022, Matt, have you had any clients say they're almost so rattled from the market last year? They say, you know what, let's just start over. Let's do, let's take all the strategies we've had. Let's just start over completely. And you've almost had to play therapist and say, hold on, hold on. Don't, don't react so emotionally so fast. No, not really. But I will say that, again, sometimes you have bear markets that last for, you know, three months. Well, this is going on for a year now. And so, again, is it it natural and are you human if this is starting to kind of get on wear on you and get on your nerves a little bit because it's now, you know, approaching over 300 days that we're, you know, had a downturn in the market? Sure. I think I think that's human nature. Again, what, what does that you know pain or that kind of discomfort lead you to do? Does that cause our overreaction or does that say, okay, how do I approach this differently so I can be in a better position if this isn't the end? Mm-hmm. And so again, I think we need to look at it. I don't want people to ignore it, but I also don't think people should be panicking. Walking into the offices of Acute Wealth Advisors with a little bit of anxiety over the past year, year and a half of the market, but walking out with some confidence in your retirement plan. It's the complimentary Morningstar portfolio analysis from Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton, where they're going to sit down with you personally. You're going to sit down with Damon. You're going to sit down with Matt and they're going to customize a plan or take a look at your plan to see what adjustments need to be made. And that initial consultation, no cost, no obligation to you. All it's going to cost is the time it takes to make the phone call to 480-680-6868. Arizona doesn't have any Bucky's yet. 
No, we got QTs. QTs. So that, that's our, our claim <laughs> to fame. So Bucky's a wildly popular gas station based in Texas, kind of starting to branch out in the southwest and southeast. And what makes it the best way to describe a Bucky's, I experienced my first one. We went to Disney World over the holidays, and there is a Bucky's in South Georgia. Imagine like a Cracker Barrel meets a Walmart with about 100 gas pumps, and it is just pure chaos. In the middle of this gas station, you can get chopped brisket, a Yeti cooler, and a tire iron all in the same place. We were down in Florida. We went into one, and and it was like a convenience store slash restaurant slash grocery store all mixed together. Yeah. It was like, it was massive. Like, I mean, I think people could probably get, you know, lost in that. Like they did the mall back in the day. They do such a great job of marketing. People wear those little beaver nugget t-shirts and everything, but <laughs> hey, good on them. It's growing across the South uh, right now. But I saw there was a thread on Reddit. They were posted all the jobs available with some of the amounts and the salaries that you could make. And a new cashier at Bucky's, the starting wage is 16 bucks an hour. A GM at Bucky's can make up to $225,000 a year. Even the car wash manager making over $100,000 a year. This is a gas station. So, Matt, my question well, to you. Well, did you see that Walmart raised their minimum wage to like 17 and a half? To retain employees? Yeah, to attract more employees and retain who they have. Still not enough to work. <laughs> up with the- my question to you is, Matt. Let's say we're close to retirement. We don't love our job, but we've got a plan. But we see an opportunity like this to go make $150,000 as a GM. And you say, you know what? That's less stress. I can leave my job at my job and I can still get close to retirement. Would you suggest somebody if they have a better opportunity, better quality of life, or if they're only about a year away, just stick with the plan? I guess if you really loved your job, maybe it's longer than a year away. So I don't. I think we have to be careful right now. Again, the, one of the things the Fed has said is that they're looking to raise interest rates and slow down the economy. And one of the measures they're going to be looking for is unemployment. Right. So they're they're expecting that companies are going to have to lay people off because that's going to be one of the things that's finally going to get inflation under control. Well, again, I don't know if I would be switching jobs to a brand new employer unless I felt confident that that was an industry or a company that wasn't going to immediately announce layoffs because perhaps I just get hired and shortly thereafter I'm let go. And so there is some power of being seniority at maybe the company you're at and sticking it out. But that being said, Again, there's there's might be better opportunities. Again, employers have had to really raise the amount of money they've paid to retain employees. And so you might find that, yeah, yeah, I can double my salary or I can do a lot better in another position. I feel like I've got good job security. I can do that. And I might even actually enjoy it more. And Mm so I would always tell people again, Dave Ramsey on the radio, he'll always say, hey, the number one wealth building tool you have is your income. So if you can raise your income in the last few years of retirement, I mean, who, who wouldn't say that's a smart financial decision as long as you're going to be happy, you're not stressed out, it makes sense for you and your family and your, and your situation. So, so I think people should be looking for that opportunity all the time. But again, with every one of those decisions, there's the pros and cons. And so bottom line with it is if we're building out a financial plan and someone can double their income, mm-hmm. we're going to build that in. That means, hey, w- what we're going to try to do with that doubling of income is let's see what we can do to save the majority of that. Let's not ramp up our lifestyle dramatically. Let's say, hey, we just double our income. Let's take this money and where can we put that to work in various different investments so you're better prepared for retirement. The goals of the Wealth Advisors protect your assets and build that retirement income. It begins with the conversation with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton to customize a plan. 480 480- 
1-800-680-6868. And this week into our radio audience, it's a complimentary Morningstar portfolio analysis from the team at Acute Wealth Advisors. Again, 480-680-6868. All right, and putting you on the spot, what's on your playlist right now? What's the last album that you downloaded? What's the last song you listened to? Sheesh, I don't even know. I, I haven't messed with it much. So I have my standard playlist. It's got like 150 songs. It's the workout list, and it has anything from like journey and metallica yeah to even some new songs that my kids like and that that you know have a good beat to it so it's a variety but i will say there's no taylor swift or justin bieber on it because i'm not a huge fan of either one of those well not anymore you delete them they were on there for years for your workout (laughs) playlist i've reached the point my daughter is nine now she's starting to build her own playlist of artists i've never heard of so it's officially happened. I've become the old dad. Or you just have really good music taste. Thank and she doesn't. Thank you. Take that nine-year-old. <laughs> the reason I ask is I was really kind of hoping you would have said on your workout playlist would have been like Donnie and Marie, but it's not there. But this story does have to do with Marie Osmond. She's a grandmother. She's a mother worth $20 million. She's an entertainer. Just wrapped up a residency out in Las Vegas. But she tells U.S. Weekly that one thing that she's made clear to her adult kids is that they're not going to get any kind of inheritance. To me, honestly, why would you enable your child to not try to be something? I don't know anybody who becomes anything if they're just handed money. To me, the greatest gift you can give your child is a passion to search out who they are inside and to work. I just think all it does is breed laziness and entitlement. And I worked hard and I'm going to spend it all and have fun with my husband. (laughs) But I, I love them to learn. You don't love something if you don't earn it. Laziness and entitlement by leaving a massive inheritance. Do you agree or do you have clients that feel the same way? There's like, hey, when you know, I'm gone, I'm gone. You know, I was talking to a client and he, you know, we actually were got onto this conversation and he said, you know, me and my wife have had the conversation and said, okay, we are who we are and we've accomplished what we accomplish because of some of the hard times that we went through, some of the pain, some of the, you know, the stressful moments. And that's who built us. Those are the experiences that built us into who we are. And so they said, we have to be very careful about not taking those experiences away from our kids. You know, if, if we can go in there and swoop in and solve all the problems and, you know, bring the checkbook and solve this problem and that problem, sometimes we're taking away some of the, the best lessons that they might learn on their own that's painful and but it's good for them and it's good for us to, to see that. And so, you know, this past week, my, my daughter left she, she's going to be gone for a couple of years and and she's off on an adventure where she can be out, out uh, volunteering her time and as a parent you're like that was a terrible day when we had to say goodbye right we we you know throw on our plane and and say okay we'll we'll see you in a little bit but you sit back and you think about all of the development and growth and opportunity that she's going to have and what kind of difference that will make in her life it's like as a parent, you couldn't be more proud and you're excited, but it doesn't take away a little bit of the heartache where you're like, ah, do we really need to do this? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, mama bear and papa bear are kind of like, Hey, this ain't fun for us. Why do we have to feel this? And, and so I, so I totally get it. I totally get that. We don't like seeing people that we love and care for suffer and, and experience, you know, you know, some hardship, but sometimes it's just the growth that they need that, that really makes a difference in their life down the road. Yeah. Was it Warren Buffett that said, I want to leave my kids enough 
so that they don't have to worry, but not so much that they, they won't do anything. Yeah, I think he was basically kind of saying, look, I want to I want to kind of open a door for them, but I don't want to make it so easy that they don't have to walk through that door and, and put to work kind of the legacy that I left them mm-hmm. to make that work. And so and I love that approach. So, uh, we, you know, we have clients that, you know, that's the discussion we're having, right, that we're talking and saying, look, there's probably a good amount of this money that you've saved up that you're not going to use. So what is your plan? How do you want to pass that on? And we have all kinds of scenarios. We have some where it's like, look, I want I want my kids to get X amount and the rest goes to a charity. I want this money to be you know, given to them at certain times. I want this money to be available if they're making this correct decision in their life and not be available if they're doing other things that I don't think is in their best interest. So so there is a, a whole gamut of stuff. And so bottom line with it is you put together the financial plan, you put together the estate planning, and you build things around what your goal and objective is that. Because every single person is going to have a slightly different take on how they want to do it. And so that can be totally customized. And and, and But but too often we, we say, this is something I want to do. And then we never turn around and actually get it in place. And unfortunately, in the estate planning world, if you have good intentions, but you never got the document signed, you never put it in place, man, they don't care, right? Yeah. It's not, hey, so it comes down to what you put into action. And, and there's all kinds of estate planning documents. The great thing about the state of Arizona these days is that we're a probate-free state, which means you can actually avoid probate, you can pass wealth on, you can transfer stuff if it's not too complicated without needing a trust. So I've had many people in my in my office where you've been able to show them simple ways that they can get stuff lined up, put proper beneficiaries on their real estate, put proper beneficiaries on their accounts, and not even have to go through the hassle expense of a trust. But others, they need it because they have certain things they're wanting to do. So each case is specific, but it can make a big difference in what happens to the money you work so hard for and where it goes after you're gone. I butchered that Warren Buffett quote. It's actually, I think a rich person should leave his children enough so they can do anything but not enough so they can do nothing. That's a good one. That's a great one. Thanks for listening. Want more from Damon and Matt? Check out successinthenewretirement.com. And while you're there, drop us an email with your questions. Investment advisory services offered through Acute Investment Advisory, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through its affiliated company, Acute Wealth Advisors, LLC. Tax and or legal advice is not offered by either company or their affiliated companies. Consult with your tax and legal professionals for guidance on tax or legal matters. The information presented should not be viewed as personalized investment advice. All expressions of opinion are subject to change. We are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.